Hey, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of Hue I Do, the podcast that acknowledges how lonely it is to plan your wedding. We had a really great guest with us today, and you're going to love her if you don't know her. You absolutely will. You probably saw her TikTok or have seen us shout her out on our IG page. She is amazing. She is super down to earth. She's lively. Like, y'all are going to love this conversation that we have. Now, I will say that this is not like our typical conversations that we have on the podcast however i think you're gonna get to know a little bit about each one of us yeah and i mean you know i think there are a lot of us that kind of felt some of the sentiments we were discussing and you know maybe we found a community or maybe we didn't um but I think, you know, despite where you are in your wedding planning process, whether you just got started, you're almost done, or you are done and, you know, this is behind you, you may find some value to what we're discussing. And vendors, the vendors that are listening, here's some of the secret cries from some of your (laughs) your brides. Like, they may be going through some of this alone. So this may be, you know, something you may just want to talk to them about as you check up on them and just, you know, see how planning is going. Y'all will enjoy. So when do weddings start costing more than a Prius, y'all? And how do you cut wedding costs without it looking like a sad little graduation party? Well, you can automatically cut your floral budget by over 50% by DIYing your wedding flowers with Flower Moxie. Flower Moxie is a DIY flower company that ships all over the U.S. They sell gorgeous wholesale flowers that you can build yourself in only a couple of days before your wedding. We're talking about bouquets, flower arches, centerpieces. They got a tutorial for everything, okay? So the tricky parts like quantities, color palettes, and floor recipes are all figured out for you. They have over 40 collections to choose from. It's kind of like Blue Apron, but for flowers. Also, they have such a fun, inclusive brand. And their website literally says things like, we won't leave you with your boobs flapping in the wind. I mean, how can you not want to exchange BFF necklaces instantly? So if you want to cut your flower budget in half, double your bragging rights, and create the absolute best wedding memories by building your bouquets with your bridesmaids, order your DIY flowers from Flower Moxie by going to flowermoxie.com slash do. And you get free shipping when you spend $500 or more. You also get access to their DIY masterclass and customer-only tutorials. Fancy. Yay, so we have a very, very special guest I'm super excited to have on with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? 
Yes. Hello, everyone listening. My name is Jasmine. I am a 2023 bride. I got engaged at the end of 2021. So December 21st, 2021. Uh, up until that point, I had been with my boyfriend, now fiance, for four years. And we live in LA. We have a beautiful boxer baby named Jojo. And I'm so, so excited to be here today. I love all things weddings. And so I want to talk about everything. Love it. Love it. And for some of y'all that are listening, you probably know of Jazz, especially if you're on TikTok, because you probably saw, well, shoot, you have so many videos that have gone viral. Like if you're in bridal TikTok, you've probably seen one of Jazz's videos. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, I I have a lot of videos. I have a lot to say because I talk a lot. So also, if you're on TikTok and you're interested in following me, you can follow me at and all that jazz because I talk about all things wedding, bridal, all the things and a little bit of just like random life stuff as well. Love it. Please do that. Uh, I didn't realize that you were in LA. Yeah, we are in LA. We li- we're from Chicago. I'm from, let me clarify. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago because okay. anybody who's from Chicago would be like, no, you ain't. Uh, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, lived in Chicago for six years. I went to college in Richmond, Virginia, moved to Northern Virginia, moved back to Chicago, moved to Northern Virginia, and now we live in LA. Yeah, so I definitely have to make it out to LA. Um, we have a couple people. I have, well, I have some close friends that live out in LA, but we do have some frienders out there. So yeah, hopefully one day we can make it out there. And mental note, okay. So we're now going to make a trip out there and definitely hitting you up. And yes, um, do you want to always live in LA or like at some point, do you want to move back? Because we've talked to people that are out there that like they're from, I'll say the Carolinas and then they moved out there and they just bought a house. So they're good. But then there are some that are like, yeah, this is cute for a little bit. Now I'm about to go. Yeah. So that's how I feel. So when John and I first started dating, Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me in the very beginning, I'm moving to LA. Like I'm going to live in LA. That is what mm-hmm. I want to do. I was like, well, I guess we're moving to LA. And so after I graduated from grad school, we both happened to get jobs in the DC area. So we moved there first and now living in LA is super cool. I personally, Chicago is the heart of my heart's like always. I, anytime somebody's like, where do you want to live? I'm like, Chicago. I want to live in Chicago. So do I think I want to stay in LA? I don't know. But if it was left up to John, he would live here forever and never, never, never. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm extremely close to my mom and I eventually want to have children. And so I want to have that. And John has a great family as well. And they're just all up in Chicago. And so I'm like, well, when we have kids, who's going to help us? Like, who is right. going to who's going to help us with that? And so that's yeah. why I want to move for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Wait, OK, so you also answered another question I was going to ask, like, did y'all meet out there? But OK, because it seems like every black couple we know that is out there definitely met beforehand because apparently dating as a single black woman in LA is mid zero out of 10 don't recommend absolutely horrible like my homegirl lived out there and dated this guy for a second and he was so broke so so broke (laughs) And he had all these insecurities about like, well, you always want to go out to so-and-so. And she's like, not really. Like, we could just go to the park. Like, we could go to the beach. We don't really have to do anything. But I think it was more of like how he felt and he was projecting all that. But 
anyway, she was just like, it's horrible. And then she moved out here and like met somebody within six months. So yeah, I feel, yeah. we we met on Tinder in 2016. It didn't work out that first time that he and I dated because I was like, I was using, you know, the apps like a freaking, like I was rolling through them. Let me just tell you, I was rolling through them. <laughs> and so he was one of the many that I had dated. And so I kept my relationship going with someone else. That didn't work out. Thank God it didn't. That didn't work out. And then he and I reconnected in 2017. So yeah, we definitely met each other before moving out here. And I can believe what your friend is saying about her guy not wanting to take her out because it's expensive. But I think that's because people be trying to keep up with the Joneses. Everywhere in LA is not expensive. It's expensive because you want to go out in Hollywood when Inglewood has a coffee shop as well. Or, you know, when you can go somewhere else that is not as expensive. So I'm glad for her. I'm glad she went and got her a boo and didn't have to deal with these folks out here in LA because it, it is different, but I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Good. All right. So we can move on to this or that. And I'm just thinking, is Tania going to be afraid of this week or not? So Probably. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, this week we don't have any, you know, like formal questions. And so, I mean, I kind of feel like you can just go anywhere with this. We'll see. So for those that are listening, this or that is a game we play every week where you pick between one option or the other. And, uh, you know, Instagram kind of updated their polls. So maybe you can select both. But pray on that, you know, maybe, maybe don't do that, you know, really, really try to go with one or the other. But anyway, because you are our guest, Jazz, we will let you go first, then Tania, then me, we'll start over. We'll do five rounds today, one extra, just because, um, but this should be, this should be easy, nothing too scary. So to start, would you prefer to plan your bachelorette? and bridal shower or would you prefer that that is handled by your bridesmaids that is easy i would prefer if i planned every moment of everything myself like i i do just because i am so specific about things and this is not to say that my friends do not have the abilities to do it I would just prefer to do it myself because I want things to be done a specific way. And again, this is not to say that they would mess it up, but if something doesn't go well, who can I point the finger to besides myself? And I just don't want that on my, on my conscience. And so, you know, I've already had conversations with the women who are going to be my bridesmaids. They've already been telling me you cannot plan everything yourself. I'm just like, why though? Why not? <laughs> Why can't I? So okay. definitely me. Okay. Tania, I feel like I know your answer, but tell Yeah, I'm else. definitely going to leave that up to my bridesmaids just because, I mean, I feel like I've been in enough bridal parties and planned. And granted, planning is can be fun. I will say can be. At times, it cannot. At times, it's very ghetto. But, um, yeah, I think I like where I am right now and I have no responsibility when it comes to my bridal shower because I didn't have a bachelorette. 
it may happen towards the end of this year, but also I'm not planning that. So I like where I am right now because I'm so busy. And so this is just one thing I don't have to worry about. All I got to figure out is, you know, what to wear, how I'm going to wear my hair, what am I going to do as far as like shoe wise. And yeah, that's all I have to really figure out. So yeah. How about you, Ashley? Yeah, I, I'm very grateful that you are so busy planning everything else that you haven't had a chance to be nosy about your shower because don't know I have time for that. But you know what? I feel like jazz. Like I have certain visions in mind, but I think it depends on how much you have on your plate of like, is this something I'm going to take on or not? Obviously, I did not. Tania did all of that for me, and I was grateful. And, you know, I had some COVID stuff in there, so it didn't go exactly how, you know, we probably initially dreamed, but it was it was fun. It checked the box, and we can move on. Yeah. You, you was giving me a look at first, so I wasn't sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> I ha- you're right. I mean your your bachelorette and then also your bridal shower i mean it didn't come out the way that i imagined let's just say that but that's what baby showers are for Uh oh no later (laughs) we could you know yeah yeah who's gonna plan the baby shower i mean most likely me (laughs) but i feel the same way about yours yeah, I mean, honestly, it'll be the same people that is planning right now will be the same people planning for the baby shower. Exactly. But, but, you know, what I envisioned for your bachelorette was like real big pimping style. You know, we in Miami, we on a yacht, we got, you know, everything catered. That's what I imagined. And it was definitely the opposite. <laughs> it was one day Not- in Myrtle Beach. Can I have a question? Oh, I love Myrtle Beach, but can I have a question? <laughs> was that because of COVID? Because I was listening to previous episode, the most recent episode that you all put out about um, the responsibility of bridesmaids. And so was it because of COVID or was it because there was a, a drop in communication of what some bridesmaids thought that their responsibility and what this should be like and what other bridesmaids thought this should be like. Yeah, you can answer. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, it was mainly COVID, to be honest, because we already had the date picked. I had a photographer in mind, um, had a conversation with her and everything. I had the hotel mapped out. Our other best friend was going to pay for everything and then everyone would just like pay whatever they could. You know, we knew that this was going to be a huge financial burden on a lot of people because we were still coming out of the pandemic. Well, at that time period, we're still coming out of it. We're not out of it just yet. We almost there, hopefully. I don't know. But it was that. And so pretty much like we literally canceled probably, I would say maybe four, maybe five weeks out from the actual bachelorette trip. And it wasn't even me, like a couple of her bridesmaids reached out and it was like, hey, things are getting kind of crazy. Are you sure, you know, you want to go ahead and do this trip? So, I mean, I was still down because I was like, listen, we done already planned all this stuff. Let's go ahead and do this. So I would blame most of it on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think we had only done a one round of <laughs> 
Sorry, I'll stop taking this off off track. You're good. I know it's good. You're good. You're good. Okay. So corsages for the bridal party or bouquets for the bridal party? That's an easy one. Yeah, definitely bouquets. I think corsages are the thing that go on your wrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely bouquets. It's a cheaper option. Yeah, I I love the bouquets. I know people say you can do a single flower or whatever, but I love it. And you're only going to, I know, think what you want about that. I wouldn't like it. And also, I do think it's special that the bouquets can be reused if you choose to for your reception decor. And so definitely bouquets. Yeah, so I'm going to say bouquets because I honestly am not a fan of the corsages. Uh, My florist actually gave me the option, especially for like the mothers or whatever. Um, She was like, oh, do you want a corsage? And I was like, no, (laughs) I do not. It gives me prom vibes, you know, so like I'm going to do like a little pendant with the, you know, with like a flower. Like, I don't know if that's called the corsage, too. But but like whenever I think about corsage, I'm thinking about the wrist like the wrist corsage so i'm gonna go with bouquet can't wait to see what the pendant looks like so i'm be honest i was cheap all of y'all were about to have wrist corsages but because i lost so many brides y'all ended up thank god because but at one point i was like you know what let's let's do the bouquets and they're like okay yeah let's add that back in because yeah i was about to be cheap well at first when it was like going to be nine of y'all plus the moms, plus all the aunties were going to get one, plus the grandmas, plus then all the boutonnieres for all the men. That was just going to be like, what, extra 500 maybe $600 just for like y'all to have these accessories. But that's not how it worked out. God came through because the guys weren't going to have boutonnieres if it was up to me. But at the end of the day, they're like, we got some money. We got some money saved. We could do boutonnieres for them. So it worked out. But well, that's nice. Are y'all doing boutonnieres? Mm-hmm. We're doing the whole yeah. nine. But no corsages. No, because nah. I don't I don't like them. <laughs> she said this is not prom. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, okay. Um, would you prefer to plan your wedding at the same time as a good friend that you would have, like, say, as a bridesmaid. So on that level, or would you rather plan your wedding like a year after that person? So like bridesmaid level friend got married first and then you come through a year after. Definitely the year after, just because I know mm. how stressful it is to plan a wedding. And mm. it would just be stressed on both ends. Like, I would be stressed out for myself, then I'll be stressed out for her, and she'll be stressed out for herself. She'll be stressed out for me. So definitely just a year after. And I think that's so valuable as well, because that person can provide you with some insights, because they've been on the other side of it. True. Very true. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree now this did not happen in my case because Ashley I feel like you know I was there for the 2020 and then I was there for the 2021 and as soon as like people always ask me oh are you excited are you planning and I'm like no because I'm because I'm still planning Ashley's stuff and so it like all merged into each other you know so like it's like literally Ashley got married on Saturday. The next week was like, all right, guys, 
Where are we going to go for Tania's bachelorette? What are we going to do for her bridal shower? Um, here's your little thing, you know. And it was like, it was just too much. It was almost like I didn't get a vacation from that. So definitely waiting up year. If it doesn't happen that way, I mean, it's okay, but it's just a lot. People do not think about that at all because people have been asking me too, like, ooh, either... How are you, like, are you fine? Like, are you finally, you know, happy about not, you know, having to plan a wedding or whatever? Because, like, we had the 2020 wedding, and then we had the bow renewal in 21. So it was just, like, from 2019 till November 21, I was planning just weddings after weddings. And then, so everyone just, oh, you good? Like, I know you're probably glad. I'm like, Tania's wedding is next month. I'm the matron of honor. Like... We are still planning. Like, we are not done. But then on the flip side, people are like, how are you doing? How soon is her wedding? It's almost there. Because <laughs> I guess they already just kind of like, okay, you've been in like wedding planning mode for over two years now. Like now going on three. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, we start planning our 2020, I guess, 21 weddings in around this time in 2019. So this is three years of planning, but we're almost there. We are almost there. <laughs> like part of me wants to take a vacation at the end of April just to kind of like celebrate like we are done. We are done. Um, would you prefer to write a letter to your soon-to-be in-laws? Just to be like, thank you for raising like a good son and a good man. Or would you prefer to just take them to dinner and basically say the same things or at least have that gesture implied? Um, That is a great question. I think my initial thought is letter just because I think it's sentimental and just like personal. Um, So I'm going to say letter. I'm going to say I would prefer to write the letter. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, I think I would rather take them out to a really nice dinner and, you know, tell them why they're there and do it that way. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I, you know, like for their birthdays or something like that, like I always write them, I get them a nice card and I always write in it. Um, Mainly his mom, because his dad doesn't really, you know, care much about cards and stuff like that. But but yeah, every year I've written her like a nice little card. And so I think I want to switch it up. So definitely dinner. Y'all have like a cute little relationship. So I can hmm? see you writing a letter. I was like, y'all have a cute relationship. So I can see that. No, we do have a really good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final round. And yeah, I agree. Um, I do either or. Like I, I love a good letter, but I also love a good dinner. I feel like... I may get the immediate gratification of how it means to them if I take them to dinner because the letter may be something they forget. It may have just been in her purse for a little bit. And then it's like, Oh, actually that was nice. And then we move on and I'm like, wow, it took me two weeks to like get the words together to write this. Not to say that's, that would happen, but you know, like that's how I, that's how I take things. I mean, it does take some time to write a letter. Mm Mm-hmm. So. You got your vows written? No. We'll get to that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, final round. Would you prefer that your bridal party pay for the entire bachelorette trip 
Or would you prefer that they just pay for like just the food for the bride the whole time? Yeah, I definitely don't think I want them to pay for the whole thing just because I know everyone, I'm all about equity and Mm -hmm. like what people can do at different stages of their lives. But it would be nice to have a dinner paid for or, you know, my drinks covered or something like that, but definitely not the whole thing. Okay. Tania? Yeah, I think I'm going to say the same thing. Not everything. Just because you don't know how, what it took for them to actually do everything for you. So if you have it, you know, just help out a little. I would agree. I, um, especially if like I was watching somebody's TikTok today and she was going through like the plans for the bachelorette that it it seems like she planned her bachelorette and she was telling everybody like this day is themed this, this is how you dress this night we're doing this. But she had one event where I guess everyone else basically was paying for her way in most of it. But then she had one particular thing where she was paying for everybody to do this. So I think it was like a nice dinner where they all got dressed up and went somewhere, I think, in Tulum. But it was her way of like, you know, thanking them. And I think that's cute. You know, like we'll probably see more of that um the dolls do not like the idea of having to pay for their bride friend to like have essentially an all expenses paid vacation they're not doing that they don't want that there are a few that do but i think like you were saying jazz more of the equity of it all we're like look we're all contributing to this in some form or fashion and i think that's you know if that's important to you then it happens yeah there are some girls that are like i just want to show up okay and and they do and their people are either fine with it or they're not you know yeah i think that that's wild (laughs) people just want to show up and um i think as a bridesmaid as bridesmaids you can do so much like you can pay for the decorations to decorate the home you can buy the bride a cute sash or, you know, something. I do feel you that the girls would just want to show up and not at like, why did she say yes to being a bridesmaid if you don't want to do what something do some do anything. So that that's wild to me, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think there's like a misconception too, that like, if you are a bridesmaid, you're doing this reluctantly. It's super expensive and it's just such a drain of like resources, emotional resources, just all of that. And for some, that probably is the experience, but for others, it's not. But then also there's still the whole feeling of like, you didn't have to say yes to this. Like, if you felt like it was going to be such a like financial obligation or just something where like this was going to burden you in some way, you really just could have showed up as a guest or didn't come at all. Because I think the basics of being a bride are like just showing up for your friend. Some of that doesn't require coins, you know, like coming early and helping decorate, say the bridal shower venue or her room for the bachelorette that doesn't require much, you know, like, and I come from the way of thinking where if you can't financially do stuff, show up in another way. So like, maybe you can't do that, but if it's communicated, you can't, the bride is fine, but she still wants you there, then pull your weight somewhere else. You know, like maybe you can't 
buy the cake for the bridal shower, but you could pick it up, you know, like on the way over. To me, those are like little ways of showing that you're an active participant. Like I'm seeing a lot of those comments now and it's just like mind boggling that people are like, well, I don't want my bridesmaids to do anything. I just want them to show up. Like there was a comment about, I forgot what it was. I think it was one of the videos where I said something along the lines of like, you may have to like pick up breakfast or bring breakfast or whatever the day of. And someone was like, I do not want my bridesmaids to have to do anything. I'm going to have food ordered in and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, like that's fine. Like versus somebody just picking up Panera on the way in or like whatever. It's Chick-fil-A. Like it's not that big of a whoop. I don't know. I think everyone just assumes there's more involved and it doesn't have to be. But then I don't know. To me, that also speaks volumes about like your friendships because if your friend just asks you to like bring breakfast the morning of, why is that a problem? Yeah, I, I always find that so interesting because then the other half of it is it's always a group of people who are bridesmaids that are like, well, the bride needs to give me gifts and the brides need to, you know, provide breakfast for me or lunch for me or do mm-hmm. all these things for me just for being in their wedding. But it's, it's reciprocal. This is a reciprocal relationship. And it's like, okay, but what are you going to do? Not for me, but like, show me some appreciation as well. So, or just some support. Like you said, if you can't financially contribute, like there's other things that you could do. Like you ask me how planning is going. Like ask me, do I need anything? Like, just ask me how I'm feeling. What headspace am I in? You know, different things like that. Um, but let's, I guess, segue into discussing the loneliness of wedding planning. Cause we were discussing that before. And when I like, after we had emailed each other, told Tania and she was like, absolutely. Yes. Let's discuss that. Um, you want to go start like just opine how, how you're feeling around that? Yeah, you know, I was just talking to one of my best friends about this. Like, wedding planning is lonely for, I think, two reasons. Like, this is the most exciting and kind of important things in my life to date. You know, of course, when I graduated college, that was important then. When I moved, that was important then. And those things were celebrated. But this is so different because it's not just you know, changing your life trajectory. It's changing your life trajectory with another person, another human being that you're going to be tied to hopefully and prayfully for the rest of your life. And that is exciting and both terrifying. And, you know, you want to talk about it. And because it's the thing that you're doing all the time, it's the thing that's always on your mind. And sometimes it just doesn't feel like people want to celebrate that. Like people, I'm sure people are excited for us to get married, but I think they're excited to come to the wedding and not so much excited to like celebrate this. This is a journey as well, like planning it, getting our families together, you know, and I just don't really have anyone to talk with about that and my friend was like well you can talk to jonathan about that i was like yes but i want to talk to my friends too like you know like i have friends and i want to be able to have that conversation with them as well even if they aren't in that same position you know and then it also made me think about the fact that i want to have children in the future and i'm like does that mean when i have children i can't also share that excitement because there's people who are 
not in that stage of life and they don't understand what's going on. So I can't openly share about the thing that is most exciting and most life-changing to me. I, I just, it's, it's very frustrating and it's just, it's very sad. It's just very sad to be honest. I can understand that. Um, thankfully I have a couple of my friends that are married. And so, you know, if I need to vent to them, I can, but I understand that not everyone has that. I think sometimes too, like, depending on not only like where your friends are or like the people around you, like what stage they are, but like if they have experienced what you're experiencing, but maybe in a different way, sometimes they can't like fully emote because it's like, oh, the wedding you're planning is like, oh, that's extravagant. You know, like what we did was we just did blah, 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 blah. I've mentioned it before that like, I worked with someone in the past that after I got engaged frequently told me how she had a wedding for a thousand dollars. And I'm like, I could tell, but you know, like, (laughs) but you know, for some it's like, well, you don't have to do all of this. You don't have to put all of this together to do like to have the same end result. And it's like my vision and your vision are two different things. And like where you are, where you were in your life when that moment occurred for you is not the same for me. And I think too, because that was someone that was white that got married like in college or shortly after college, that's something to say versus someone that's like black in their thirties where the weight of marriage is different, you know, not to say that like black people don't get married. It obviously happens all the time. But there is like a more significant weight, I believe, to when we get married. And I was even venting about this, like on our Hue I Do um, Twitter the other day, because I see people say like a lot, you know, weddings aren't family reunions. That's why you need to cut the guest list. And it's like, that's true on in theory. But realistically, they are. Like weddings are family reunions. Funerals are family reunions. Like these are moments that occur where like you may not ever see as many people in one room at the same time unless someone died or or someone got married graduation parties that's basically it maybe a baby shower but i feel like once these other events start happening people find more excuses to not show up like i feel like more people are going to come to the wedding or the funeral than say a baby shower because they could just send the gift but the wedding like that is a moment you know that's the thing so i don't know i think people like their perception of the event and where they are versus like where you are. I think, you know, that could contribute to like why some just can't relate, you know? Yeah, actually, I think that contributes to the loneliness of it as well. Because if you're talking to someone and they're like, okay, what stage are you? And I'm like, okay, I'm looking for a photographer. Like, do you want to help me look for a photographer? Say they say yes. And they're like, oh, well, you tell them my budget for my photographer, just to throw a number out there, is $6,000. And they're like, $6,000? You can find a photographer for $900. I'm like, okay, well, now I don't want your help. And so now I'm leaving... <laughs> Right. And now I'm leaving this in. And so that just contributes to the loneliness of it. Because like you said, just if we value different things, that's okay. But we're talking about what I want and what I want to do and how I want to approach this and people saying things about the choices that you're making. 
it's just not helpful. It, it's it's just truly not. It's just truly not helpful, and it makes me, you know, leave so much of my process in because one, I feel like people truly don't care that much, or two, they have something to say that is not contributing, you know, to the conversation, and so I just leave it in. And now here we here we are again in this lonely cycle of just like nothing, you know. Exactly. Like whenever people would ask me about the wedding or something like that, I would just talk about it to a certain extent and then I would move on just because I don't want anyone giving me ideas or, you know, because it's like I'm not, you know, like, yes, you're asking me about this, but but I'm not I'm not telling you about this for you to give me advice or I'm not telling you about this, you know, so that I can hear your story, too. Especially for some of these folks that got married like over 10 years ago. We can't relate. It's not even the same. Like, I remember when I started planning, and I will say to a certain extent with me, when I was planning initially, my dad contributed, both parents contributed. um, And I felt like they had more of a say because they were contributing. But with that, my wedding kept getting compared to my aunt's wedding, which occurred 30 years before. And I'm like, it's not even the same. Like, we are not even in the same, we're, we're, that wedding happened in a whole different generation. Like I was maybe three or four, you know, like then versus when did I get engaged? I was like 32. So we're not, we're not even talking about the apples, apples, like the price has gone up. That was before everybody was hollering about the price going up. Like literally just the price of weddings had gone up. Cause she had her wedding in a church. And I think the reception was either at the church or like a local hall somewhere nearby. And that wedding cost like $30,000 back then. So I'm thinking that wedding now would be like 50 something or 60 something. Like why the amount of people like, you know, it's, it's not the same. And I think that's why sometimes people can't relate to, um, or, you know, especially if, and I'll just say, like, for me growing up, I was always like, oh, you talk too proper. Oh, you're, you know, like in a certain box. So I feel like everything I would have done as an adult would still be kind of labeled in that way where I'm sorry, I don't want like an all-inclusive venue. Like, not to say all-inclusive venues are bad, but it's like what I envisioned was not that. So, anywho. But In the loneliness, though, of planning, one thing I wish I knew beforehand is definitely how there actually is, like, a community on social. Like, I had no idea. I'll say, honestly, like, since your TikTok, (laughs) what was that, like, February now? Like, which is a lot to think that was maybe a month ago. But, like, since your TikTok, like, I feel like I've now, like, discovered the world of bridal talk where, like, there are bad sides of it, but there's so much that's good and there's so many resources and it's like, this is just a a whole bunch of different people that are all in various stages of their own planning and there's so much that's like, it doesn't feel like it's a competition. It's just like, literally everyone is just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what worked for me. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it didn't. And I feel like I wish I was aware of this when I was planning. 
Yeah, I that's exactly why I make my TikToks because I don't have to the capacity that I want to talk about my wedding and talk about planning my wedding. I don't think I have that in real life. Um, and so I use TikTok as my outlet to be able to talk about it in as much as I want to. And there are people who are like very interested and want to talk about it as well. And so I think so planning a wedding in the age of social media is a gift and a curse because then you got people who are like, I, you're paying too much for your wedding or you're paying too little for your wedding or don't do that for your wedding. But then there's this whole other side of it where all these women or just like people in general really just want to be there su to support you and hear about your journey and give you resources and lend their opinions if you ask for them. So I absolutely love it for sure. If Tania had more bandwidth for it, because I feel like, you know, it's a fun rabbit hole to go down sometimes where like, I don't know, you could stumble across someone's page that's like got engaged two months ago. So the world is still brand new and they haven't been like ruined by like some of these horrible vendor prices. They <laughs> so, haven't like, been jaded. They have yeah, not exactly. Been jaded. Like the folks haven't ghosted them yet. They're still, you know, basking and being engaged and they don't know a thing yet. And then it's like, yeah, you could turn the corner. And there's hundreds of people that are like, I am going through this right now. And or, you know, I'm at this stage, or I'm like 30 days down, you know, like, and I think it's just really nice because especially like compared to Facebook, which I mentioned Facebook groups on here all the time. Those Facebook groups have a sense of community, but also I think you see more diversity within weddings on, say, a TikTok than you do on Facebook. I feel like the Facebook girls, there is one wedding aesthetic. They all have one look. They're all trying to pay nothing for their weddings. And it shows. But, you know, like, that's that's just how I feel about it. Like, I know, like, some of these girls have really beautiful weddings. But for the most part, there is, like, a certain... Facebook uses it as a chance to kind of like, what can I do? What corners did you cut? Because not everyone has buku coins for, you know, like their wedding or what have you. But on TikTok, you do see a variety and you see like some of these DIY dolls that are spending like $40,000 on a wedding, but they're just trying to find like wherever I could kind of shave a little bit. I can. And not everybody has the luxury of like family or like a whole bunch of savings to invest in this. You know, they're also trying to buy a house or do something else or like they're funding their honeymoon. So they have to save for that as well. But I think, I mean, I really wish I was aware of like wedding talk and bride talk even six months ago or even while I was planning your shower. I'm sure there's something I would have stumbled across. I would have been like, oh, we could have done that. Yeah, the, the Facebook groups are interesting. That is where I first uh, joined and learned about like online wedding communities through Facebook groups. But even that, and not to beat a dead horse about, you know, the topic of it being lonely, but even that was lonely because of what you said about like, there's one aesthetic and uh, that aesthetic is one that does not fit my vision. And so when I'm going in and I'm like, okay, girls, what do you think about this? And people are like, that is not giving wedding. That is not, you need to add a little bit more glam into it. And I'm like, but that ain't 
that ain't what I want. And so I appreciate going to TikTok where there is also just diversity in terms of what people are doing in their weddings or how people, and that goes across all, you know, that's multicultural. There are very glam white weddings. I've seen farm white weddings. I've seen farm black weddings, farm Mexican weddings, all the things. And then like, it's just a large variety and I just appreciate it so much more versus being in, you know, and there's still lovely spaces and I'm sure a lot of women find community in them, but the Facebook groups were not for me as a primary sense of community, at least. For sure. And I think it's harder probably to moderate the Facebook groups to make it a particular aesthetic, I guess, or certain type of bride, especially when like some of the names are really just like, black weddings or like you know melanated weddings or you know I'm just making that up I don't know if that's the actual name or not but you know you just think to yourself I'm black and I'm looking for (laughs) wedding groups and you go in and then it's like you know and then I didn't also realize the age of some of the women in there that like oh some of these women are like in their 40s and their 50s and like, not, there's no shade at all about like, you know, when you get married by all means, but like how they're experiencing this as an event is not necessarily the same because sometimes they've been married before or because maybe they already have kids or maybe just because of where they are in their life, certain things aren't as important to them or certain things do mean more to them, but to somebody else, it's like, eh, I don't care. Like that's not that doesn't slap the way, you know, like you think it slaps, like it slaps for you. It does not for me, but you know, there's also bad in social, which is the reason why, or part of the reason why I think you even discovered us in the first place is because the one aesthetic that is just seen over and over and over again, which is this extremely glitzy and glamorized aesthetic, which I think started around like 2016, 2017, where just it's like, We went from kind of DIY, kind of like very minimalistic, very kind of like, I'll say, toned down weddings to like, we are having high centerpieces and we are requesting at least three carat diamond rings. And, you know, we're doing all this stuff that's like bigger and more extravagant than what we've seen before. And then that just took off because that photographs well, media loves it. People see it all the time. So, you know, cyclical. Yeah, the misconception with those as well, uh, people tend to think, and I'm being assumptive a little here as well, people tend to think that if your wedding is not one that is like a glam wedding, that you didn't spend a lot of money on it. You know what I mean? Which is not the case. Let me tell you that for sure. That is not the case. Like oftentimes, just because I don't have florals to the ceiling, that does not mean that I have a low budget wedding. Oftentimes simple things sometimes cost more. And often that is because it's not as uh, popular. And so it takes a little bit more, you know, effort to find the vendor or the vendor, you know, has to put it together or whatever the case may be. So I think that's another misconception that people are like, oh, you didn't spend X amount, which again, spend whatever you want on your wedding, but people make that assumption as well. I absolutely agree with you in the fact that people may feel like your wedding was low budget, especially if it didn't look glam. But honestly, 
at times I'm also looking at that glam wedding and trying to figure out how much they really spent on it. Just because, you know, at times you never know who people know and what kind of favors people are pulling. And so honestly, a glam wedding and a non-glam wedding probably cost the same, to be honest, at times, especially if they're getting hydrangeas. (laughs) (laughs) That was very specific. (laughs) It was. It really was. (laughs) No. That is true. And I only said hydrangeas is, you know, because that's what all the florists say, like, you know, in the glam weddings, they always ask for hydrangeas. It's like the two-piece hydrangea special. I have no idea how much hydrangeas cost, by the way. I don't have any in my wedding. But, you know, but that's what the girls are asking for. And so, yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover, basically. I find that, you know, if you're not having that type of wedding, then, you know, you may not have people that can relate to you. And that can be lonely as well. Um, The article that Zola put out, I, I mean, I did see that there was like a lot of backlash, you know, in, in that like a lot of people were saying, well, black people are now, you know, getting me or not, we're not now getting married, but but black people are now, you know, like out there as far as like showcasing their weddings. And now y'all are saying that it's too glam. And no, I mean, that's not at all what we were trying to say, but that's all that we're seeing. I mean, I know someone right now, she absolutely wants a glam wedding. And, you know, when she attends my wedding, she's going to see that it's not (laughs) like it's probably not going to, you know, look like her aesthetic. And she may think like, you know, oh, Tania's wedding was pretty, but it wasn't all that because it wasn't my aesthetic. And that's okay. But that can also be a lonely process because you're trying to be authentic. And at times, you know, you may be persuaded to do something else. And it's like, no, but I want to, you know, bring a little bit of me out. And it's like, but I can't talk to anybody because everyone is on this glam tip. So it's hard. And not only do you want to be authentic, you also... I would be lying if I said at the end of my wedding planning... I don't want people to be like, that wedding was nice. Like that was beautiful. And there is a part of me that still feels, even though I love the aesthetic that I'm going for, but there is a part of me that still feels like there's going to be people, like you just said, Tania, that are going to be like, that wedding was nice, but it wasn't all that because it didn't fit an aesthetic that they're used to seeing on, you know, IG or all the other Instagram pages. And I know, and I know social media is not everything, but it does matter. We, we are in an age where we can't deny the impact of social media and how that influences the way that we see things. And so the, part of me is still, like you said, there might be someone who's going to be like, this is a nice wedding, but it was not all that. And that does feel very, uh, isolating a little bit especially yeah. in the community yeah because it's kind of like you you and your partner um planned this and it's like literally every single day we're talking about wedding stuff you know and so it's like after you put all your blood sweat and tears into this and money because that's his own little category um a lot of money <laughs> yes a lot of money you want people to enjoy you want people to like your event you want people to talk about like you know 
five years from now, oh, you know whose wedding was beautiful? Tania's wedding was beautiful. Or you know whose wedding was beautiful? Jasmine's wedding was beautiful. Or Ashley's wedding is beautiful. You know? I mean, I mean, even today I still talk about Ashley's wedding because I have not seen those color combinations on, you know, on, on anyone's IG page, to be honest. And I think... <laughs> Like the regular degular girls who don't want a glam wedding. I mean, I really feel like we're we're kind of sort of lonely too. Well, I feel like we aren't in a sense, but we are because that's not what's being pushed out there. So those girls who had, you know, a very beautiful, whimsical, um, like you could see their personality in the wedding, like you'll never see it unless you dive deep um, into different planners pages, different florist pages. Like you'll never see them unless you are actually searching for them. That honestly was my struggle. Granted, yes, we have this podcast and, but I'm not so much on the, um, the tech side of things. And so I'm not always on IG. I'm not always on TikTok. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing a lot of that stuff just because I, I, I honestly don't have time. But I found that it was difficult for me just because I'm having to spend hours just on like, like either late at night or early in the morning, which I shouldn't be doing early in the morning. But you know, well, like I'm searching for a certain time period, and I may not find what I want or need. And then I move on to the very next day or to like the weekend or something like that. So I mean, it's rough out here for us. Yeah, that's the same thing when I was looking for my wedding vendors and I was trying to find a specific type of photography, which truthfully I learned about through TikTok and looking at white women's weddings. I didn't know that there was a thing such as photojournalistic photography for weddings. I was like, that is what I want. I want, mm-hmm. I want my wedding pictures to look like that. And so that was hard. And it took me so long to find my photographer. And when I found her, I jumped on her because I was like, girl, you need to do my wedding. And even in our consultation, she was like, the, the and it's no shade to Atlanta, but she was like, the aesthetic that you're describing is the Atlanta wedding. That's what you don't want. I was like, exactly. I don't want that. I don't. And that's wonderful and beautiful if that's what you want. But I, that's just, I'm not super glammy. I'm not, like, I love glam. That's not what I mean. But in terms of an aesthetic, that is just, Jonathan and I, when we're taking pictures, we're not going to be super posed and staring off into the distance without a smile. And well, that's just not us. And so that was just, that was hard. Even trying to find black, and I wanted a black vendor to shoot that style of photography for me. That wasn't just concerned about going viral and they couldn't go viral with this certain type of aesthetic, but luckily I found her. So, oh, yes, the photography Girl. part of it. Oh my gosh. Tani and I have had a thousand conversations about that because mm-hmm. but we have like the similar taste where we like kind of that photojournalistic kind of fine art or documentarian style photography where it's like they're the fly on the wall. Some photos, you may get, you know, the check the box, the the standard family photos of this, that, whatever. And yeah, that's fine. But for the most part, you want someone that's like, you forgot they were there and they captured a moment. Like, and it's so hard to find those photographers, but then those photographers that either shoot Black couples or are Black photographers that can shoot your wedding if that's what you're looking for if that's the aesthetic because 
it's one thing to, okay, like you found a good photographer and you're like, cool, but then can they shoot black skin? Can they shoot dark skin? Like, are they going to have a good time, you know, doing something where there's not natural light? This is going to be a night wedding. You know, we're going to be inside. Are they going to have to use their flash? You know, like, is it, you know, because sometimes those flash photos don't be coming out looking, you know, it's a little too stoic. Yeah, that's a process. Um, and I mean, you don't see, there's like, you don't really see the, the typical glam weddings with those type of photographers. Like the photographers they pick are usually the ones that are like, try to be like magazine, if that makes sense. Like not photojournalistic, but like, cover of a magazine like we're trying to give you a photo shoot a spread versus just being ourselves and being in love and experiencing the laughter and happiness between like us and our friends and all of that like oh my gosh my photographer hands down I knew she was good I had no idea until I got my photos and I was like this is exactly what I wanted and like, it's so hard. I don't even know how I found her, but like, I don't know. It, it's, it's going back to what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, if you ask somebody or someone says, how can I help? And say, you're like, okay, I'm looking for this type of vendor. They're not going to think of the vision you're trying to achieve. They're just thinking, you said you were looking for this. So, for example, if we were to be like, hey, because there was a point I was looking for a photographer twice, <laughs> um, but I don't know who I could have gone to to be like, hey, help me with this, because all the photographers that were like, I guess the big names, they don't do the style that I like. And that's not to say they're not great and they're not talented, but, you know, you're kind of on an island when you want that kind of soft you know I don't know that one aesthetic that you're not seeing all the time so I mean you pretty much said it all I will say that for those of you who feel lonely let me just say you're not alone you have us you have Ashley and I and you have Jasmine now <laughs> go follow her go slide in her DMs like you're not alone in this. Um, obviously, you've heard us talk about this time and time again. And I mean, if you're still listening, then that means that you kind of like us. So you're not alone. Promise. So I just want to say that. Yeah, I think there's a lot more of us than we really know. That's why I think a few folks were like, hey, can y'all start a Facebook group, which we may just later give us some time. We got to we got to get past some stuff first, but, um, you know, I, I think just the, the thought of needing that community in that safe place or to an extent safe place, you know, to be able to kind of think of things, see things you like, find out about stuff that maybe you weren't aware of before and just, you know, find that, like, as we were saying earlier, TikTok has been great for that. If the Facebook groups don't work for you, and they may, um, maybe go to TikTok. Instagram doesn't really have a platform like that for community purposes. So I wouldn't necessarily go there. But yeah, I mean, TikTok has been really fun. Really, really fun. Yeah, I agree with the TikTok sentiment. And also before I joined 
TikTok and before I joined the wedding groups. I was on Reddit, which I love Reddit. I, I didn't always contribute, but you think that you're experiencing some shit? No, these people on Reddit are experiencing something. And so, you know, even if it is just to go on there to make you realize you're not crazy and that, you know, the things that you are going through are valid and someone else can relate to, I definitely go on there pretty much every day just to read. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have it that bad because some of the things other folks are going through are just extreme. And I also will say, um, just find somebody, even if it's just one person that you can confide in, whether they are in your wedding party or not, or if they are just, you know, there's there's a, a person that I went to college with that I, you know, when you join Twitter, you become friends with people who you weren't necessarily, in, you know, necessarily friends with in college. But I speak to her all the time about my wedding and she loves it. She's like, yes, text me this. I want to know what you're wearing. There's somebody somewhere that will be willing to listen to you, help you figure some things out. You just have to find that person. And honestly, I will say that that person may honestly be your vendor. Not only do I have Ashley, of course, but I also have one of my vendors who is like, a godsend that I'm always chit-chatting back and forth with. And she understands because she is within the industry and she's doing a lot of the same things over and over again. So when we came together, she was like, you're a breath of fresh air because like you are, you know, um, a client that I've been waiting for because you want to go outside the box and not be the typical Air quote now, Atlanta bride. (laughs) So, yeah, so that person may be your vendor. So, you know, it's hard out here trying to find these vendors that will, you know, align with your vision. And, you know, there's been a lot of vendors that have been out of state that I really feel like that I would probably, you know, identify more with, to be honest. And I understand that that could be difficult, but I would say reach out to them and see how much they are because they probably are not as much as you think they are. But if you feel like if you're in, let's say, Florida, and you identify with someone that's in Chicago, reach out to them and see. I was fully prepared to do that for my makeup because the make again, the makeup look I was going for was very soft glam and Being in Chicago, the girls are about the glam and that's fine. Love that for them. But I just knew that wasn't for me. And I finally found someone. And you all also mentioned this on your podcast before, not being afraid to reach out to a non-Black vendor sometimes, or, you know, that might not be what you want to do because I'm all about having, you know, all Black everything. But if they're... Don't try and make something fit that's not going to fit. So don't compromise on your vision and what it is that you want because you're like, well, they're not black. So I can't, you know, I can't do it. But in the very beginning, I was all gung ho about, oh, all my vendors better be black. You know, I mean, I'm in Atlanta. That's what everyone says. You're in Atlanta. So there's like there's no way that you'd have problems finding someone that you'd identify with. But child. Yes, because not only, and even if I did identify with them, 
they probably wanted 10,000 to, to just be the wedding planner. And, you know, and I mean, I got coins, but my coins don't reach that high for right. a wedding plan. <laughs> they not nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, like in the very beginning, but then I realized, yeah, I mean, you know, things change when you start planning your own wedding and you see how things go, you know? So you're right. They don't all have to be black. It can be Asian because I have some Asians on my team as well. <laughs> you yeah, know, my videographer was Asian. Or yeah. Is Asian. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think last thing I was going to say before we go to vendor, the vendor love segment is if y'all are looking for someone to talk to, bounce ideas off of a certain vendor you're looking for, you can always climb in our DMs. Some of y'all have definitely done it before. Um, feel free. Like I was just talking to someone last week about shoes and we've, you know, people have reached out about like trying to find a certain hair vendor. Like there was someone that was looking for um, someone to do their natural hair in Paris. And I was looking high and low, but we found somebody and she locked her in. So it's like, look, if y'all need help, I'm past my wedding, but I love it. That's why I'm here. Feel free. Until we ain't doing who I do no more, you can always reach out for anything, even if it's the vent, just because you don't have anyone else to talk to. I understand. Well, we understand, but you know, I, I'm the one behind the Instagram and all that. Yeah, girl. <laughs> if you think you're talking to me, you're not. <laughs> I may sign it to Nia just because, but I do pass the message on. Some people really do that. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, thanks. Dash to Nia. Sometimes I tell you, sometimes I don't. Like, if it's, <laughs> if it's important, I'll tell you. But sometimes it's just like they think they talk. They don't know who they're talking to. So they just throw it out. And it's I'm all like, good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you all right now. Tania is not behind the account. <laughs> Tania barely posts on her own personal account. So it is all Ashley. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Vendors. Okay. So we're going to move into the wedding venture love. This is where we shout out the vendors that we love. So Jasmine, who would you like to shout out this week? Yeah, the vendor I want to shout out is my wedding photographer. Her name is also Jasmine, but her, I know, but her business page is Jay Lauren Photography. She's been amazing. We had a great consultation. She really made me feel that she was excited to be a part of my wedding day, which was amazing. So shout out to her. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out my photographer felicia willis i've shouted her out in the past but i just absolutely love felicia i feel like i am a stan of her work when i see couples that she has shot since my wedding even you know as we were waiting for the wedding her work is just so beautiful and the way she captures it just I, I can't describe how romantic, how intimate, how just significant her photography is, especially to those that are, you know, really putting and wanting such a great quality photographer for their wedding day. Like, 
is such a moment that is, I don't know, it, for some, it only happens once. And so for you to have a photographer that can like capture memories the way that Felicia does, hands down, I will forever shout her out. Um, but because I mentioned her on this episode, I just want to give her a proper um, plug, uh, hands down. So if you are looking for her, say on Instagram, look up Felicia.Willis, Felicia spelled P-H-Y-L-I-C-I-A, um, not the Felicia with an F, um, dot Willis, um, W-I-L-L-I-S. And of course, her website is FeliciaWillis.com. And she's also on YouTube. She's also on other social media platforms. She is an award-winning photographer and yeah, just, just hands down amazing and just a great personality, really wonderful person um, if you decide to look her up. So who are you shouting out, Tania? I am shouting out Cassandra from Enrich Events. She is my event designer and florist. Um, and when I t- tell you that she was literally a godsend, I think I randomly came across her page on Facebook. I was just typing in event designers because I had um, I had been ghosted by another event designer. And I was just desperate because time was just dwindling down and came across her page. Her page was like the first page to like pop up. And I was on her website and I was like, hmm, I really, really love this aesthetic and this is what I'm going for. And so let me just reach out. She literally, uh, like I, you know, completed her form online and she reached out to me like literally in like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I was telling her, you know, I had been looking for someone and I had been ghosted. She like pretty much took me like by the hand and was like, let's go. It was like boots to the ground as soon as like we, you know, started. So I honestly cannot say thank you enough to her. I'm about to get like teary eyed too because she has just helped me so much. And like she understands my vision. She understands this assignment she can tell when I'm just like, eh, I kind of like that. That's pretty. And she's like, no, girl, we're going to just switch this whole thing up. She will go the extra mile for you. So if you are in need of an event designer, she's also a wedding planner as well. However, I do have my own wedding planner, but she does it all. Her and her team are amazing. Um, and you all will be able to see how amazing her work is in a couple of weeks. So again, her name is Cassandra. I call her Cassie. You can find her online at Enrich Events and Designs. And Enrich is spelled E-N-R-I-C-H-E-V-E-N-T-S. And, and that's A-N-D designs.com. Or you can find her on IG at Enrich Events and Designs. Where can people find you if they want to find more, go on your TikToks, 
or anything you have going on. Yeah. So if you want to follow my wedding planning journey, please follow me on TikTok at in all that jazz. If you are not interested in the journey and you just want to know the results, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at love jazz bell with an E at the end of bell. Perfect. And of course we will tag you. So if they don't know how to spell, they can always just find you through Instagram because we'll tag you a thousand times. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with everything. And after, I'm sure I'll talk to you probably today or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. All right. Bye. If you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huido.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note, but Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. You can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Story on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.